Good evening. I'm Paul DiRienzo with these headlines. The threat of an expanded conflict in the Middle East has prompted Saudi Arabia to ask the United States to show restraint in its response to attacks on shipping in the Red Sea by the Houthis, a group in control of much of Yemen. That's been accused by the United States of taking aid from Iran. Several commercial ships apparently tied to Israel were struck by Houthi missiles in the past week, and a U.S. destroyer shot down several drones that may have come from Yemen. Peace activist Kathy Kelly, a longtime advocate for peace in Yemen, says many countries are to blame. Across from Yemen is the country of Djibouti. There are six major military bases run by six different countries, just in that little thumbnail-sized countries. There's so much weaponry in the region. Every party to any kind of war-making is equally responsible right now. The Houthis say they're making the attacks to help their allies in Gaza by tying down U.S. warships in the Red Sea. And with an end-of-the-year deadline looming, the White House says without further funding, it'll run out of money to provide military support to Ukraine in its war against Russia. President Biden spoke today. Congress needs to pass supplemental funding for Ukraine before they break for the holiday resources. Simple as that. Frankly, I think it's stunning that we've gotten to this point in the first place. While Congress, Republicans in Congress are willing to give Putin the greatest gift he could hope for and abandon our global leadership. Biden says he's willing to make compromises with the GOP and ask for more money to stop an influx of refugees at the southern border. But Senator Mitch McConnell says it's not enough, and he's directed a no vote by Republicans to scuttle advancing any supplemental money for Ukraine. And I hope all of our members vote no on the motion to make the point we insist on meaningful changes to the border. Now is the time to pay attention to our own border in addition to these other important international concerns. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer called it a hijacking. If this fails because of border, that's not a bipartisan failure. That's a failure of the Republicans and the Republican leadership. The only reason they added border was because a lot of members of their hard right said they want border. But a lot of those same members aren't going to vote Ukraine no matter what is there. Meanwhile, FBI Director Chris Wray made a bid for reauthorization of a U.S. government spy tool known as Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. It allows the United States to gather wiretaps and other electronic surveillance without a warrant if one of the parties to a conversation is a foreign citizen. And the law has been used for numerous so-called backdoor investigations of American citizens by the FBI. Ray defended the program today. And the idea that we would let an indispensable tool like that lapse or, frankly, amend it in a way that gutted its effectiveness, in my view, would be a, a grave mistake. Um, and I, I fear that we would all live to regret it. The ACLU says plan reforms to the bill don't go far enough in protecting long-established civil liberties. And Wednesday marks 61 days since Israel's war against Gaza began in retaliation to an attack by Hamas. The Israeli military says it's reached the center of the southern Gaza city of Khan Yunus, while its planes continue bombing the north of the Gaza Strip. Both sides have accused the other of war crimes, with Israel and the U.S. saying Hamas fighters use rape as a weapon, while Hamas denying the charges accused Israel of war crimes through its bombings. More than 17,000 Gazans have died in the bombing. More than 7,500 are missing. 
On Tuesday, the United States House passed a resolution equating anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism, with 14 members voting against. The resolution comes as protests against Israel have rocked the country, often led by Jewish Americans. Similar protests have spanned the globe. Zionism is the founding ideal of Israel, and its critics say to protest Zionism has nothing to do with being anti-Jewish. The author of two books on Zionism is Abba Solomon. Generally, Jewish communities have accepted support for Israel as part of Jewish identity. It's really equivalent to Jewish observance, Jewish communal activities. Any threat to Israel or Israel in conflict, questionable Israeli activities, then reflects back on this supportive community of Jews around the world. Solomon says Israel's war against Gaza is endangering Jews around the world. Paul DiRienzo, New York.